Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and usually we have Shyler, but Shyler is out this week, so I've asked my wife, Tanya, to join me. Hey, babe. Hi. So you've been on the podcast before. We You, you were on, uh, I think it was like last year, we kind of did like a little like summer movie and review thing. We talked about some of the movies and shows that we had watched, and so... You're going to come back on again. And you, you I kind of gave you a little tease into what we're going to talk about today. This is kind of right. like a special episode. Um, but one of the things I want to talk to you about, because we watch a lot of movies and shows together. And this one I found really interesting. And something that Shiloh and I have talked about on the podcast, I know you and I have talked about this too, when it comes to relationships and acting. And sometimes that blurs the lines a little bit. So. Yellowstone actor Neil McDonough. Now, you and I have watched Yellowstone, so you know who he is. If you don't know exactly who I'm talking about, uh, he was, I think, in the first or second season of Yellowstone. And right. he, he played uh, uh, Malcolm. Hang on, I just had the name here. Malcolm. Malcolm Beck. That's it. He was the, the, the guy with the cowboy hat. He almost looked like from Texas. Um, right. He's been in a bunch of other stuff too. Like he was, he was in. Uh, if you watch the DC Arrow, he was Damian Dark. Uh, he was also in uh, uh, the Captain America: The First Avenger as uh, Dum Dum Duggan. Um, so he's been in a bunch of stuff. And and if you still don't know who I'm talking about or who we're talking about, if if you see him, you knew who he was. But anyway, he was at an event. And he was talking about a time where he claims he was blacklisted in Hollywood for two years. And the reason why was because he refused to film a love scene. So while he's at this event, he says, quote, they said, you're going to have to do it or we're going to fire you. Well, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. So they fired me. Now, Neil said they, that for two years, he couldn't get a job. And he goes on to say, quote, and because of that, I lost my big, beautiful house in Los Angeles, my shiny Mercedes, all my stuff, and my swagger. And so now Neil has come out. He 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 talks a lot of about his his Christian faith. That's kind of like the basis of this. And he goes on to say at this event, quote, they thought I was some religious zealot, but to me, it was just that I didn't think it was the right thing to do. I really love my wife. And as I said, and I'll say it a million times, these lips are meant for one woman. And, you know, when we watch certain shows and we know that certain actors or actresses are, are married to other people and they they film some of these scenes, which, as you and I both know, they can get kind of, you know, graphic in nature. And, right. and we know and we know they're both married. And it's, and it's like, OK, so at one point, you know, especially if they're both especially in Hollywood, it seems like a lot of actors and actresses are married to others and actors and actresses, but they. I mean, they, they, I guess they understand the nature of the work, but I wonder like if at some point, if there is a scene like this that it calls for is, you know, does the actor or actress like, okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to do this in a way that is not as graphic or as in detail as you may want it to be is like, eh, maybe not so much. Right. Like, so at what point do you draw the line? Mhm. Right. Yeah, I think um I know I'm always thinking like I wonder what their spouse is thinking of this scene or <laughs> you know right. some of yeah. it does it gets pretty 
uh, pretty graphic and pretty intense, some of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I know it would bother me. And I'm I'm like kudos to him because most actors, actresses, um, you know, they wouldn't give up roles for, you know. Right. It's the nature of their work. Like that. Right. Yeah. It's, and they, and of That's, course, they don't want to be, you know, as, as Neil says, blacklisted. Right. And, you know, we've we've seen this before in Hollywood and we always talk about this, um, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, you know, they were in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's how, you know, they got their relationship started. Of course, you know, at that time, Brad Pitt was with Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie. I, I can't remember if she was who she was, if she was in a relationship at that point. But I mean, that's how that got started. You know, they had, I mean, they had good chemistry on, on, on camera. Obviously it's a great, a great film. Right. It's a fun film. But it's like, Oh, so apparently ugh, uh, the work got involved a little too personally for them. And then <laughs> after several years and turned out to be a very messy divorce. Um, but, uh, and, and this is something too, that's just recently come about. And we talked, John and I talked about this on the previous episode. There's a new film. You may have seen the trailer trailers for it. It's called Anyone But You. It's supposed to be a, a new rom-com starring uh, Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, you know, from the uh, HBO Max series Euphoria. Um, there was some controversy. And you and I saw this on TikTok uh, earlier this year where, you know, we see Glenn Powell and on his lap is Sydney Sweeney. He does like this little like dip dance move. And that was it. Yes. That was the entire video. And we're like, wait, are these... Are these two, I mean, obviously they're in this movie together, but are, are, is this like a thing? Well, no, but again, everyone thought, well, yeah, especially since he was engaged at the time. Now, both Glenn and his ex-fiance have claimed that the film had nothing to do with it or Sidney Sweeney's and Glenn Powell's chemistry on on set, I guess. But yeah. it's been a, it, it's been a, a, a center of talk over this film because while yeah they had a lot of great chemistry but there's just been some things that sydney said and there's been some things that glenn have said that you know they deny it but it's not really denying it's almost kind of like just kind of working their way around it and right one, one of the things that's you know sydney said was along the lines of well it's a rom-com and you know we're just going to give it to them meaning the audience and what they want to see it's like well no because Glenn is technically, well, at the time in a relationship, she's engaged as well. I don't know how your fiance is going to think <laughs> what he's going to say about it if you're saying that about your co-star in a rom-com. So, and apparently there's a steamy scene that everyone's talking about in this trailer. Um, I don't know how it portrays on the movie because the movie's not out yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's to the point where I want, where you know, we've talked about this where where does that line, where is that line? Or is it just kind of blurred in Hollywood and everyone's just kind of like, well, you know, if you want to do it, cool. If not, then you're going to end like our, our boy Neil here, who we're just going to kind of skirt to the side for two years. I think that's kind of um, part of it though, right? If you're an actor, actress, um, and you're in a relationship with the same, I mean, that's kind of become... Um, just part of the job, I guess, and a risk mm-hmm. that you take when you're in those relationships because you know, you know, when those people are in those scenes and they 
retake after retake after retake, and they work so closely together, especially intimately, there are going to be doors open for potential um, relationship breakers, you know, and I think, I don't know, I think when you're, when you're in that relationship, that's probably why a lot of them don't last. I mean, unfortunately, it's just because of things like that. It would be, it would take a really strong person. And I don't know, I think, um, you know, it's just not very many people would stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Because right. I think the larger majority, the job comes first and mm -hmm. the relationships follow, many of them follow because they really don't stand on that, on stand their ground on that. Right. But yeah. I mean, it takes a very, I mean, I guess when you're doing those kinds of scenes, it's, it, it's got to be on a professional level on, on both sides. Um, I mean, we, we've seen, like, let, let, let's, let's look at one of our, one of our favorite movies, Deadpool. Okay. We know that Ryan Reynolds is, is married to Blake Lively. They have kids together, seem happy. Um, in fact, they were just right. out again, you know, recently, um, for a chiefs game with Taylor Swift here, not that long ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so, you know, and then there's the, the it was in a comedic way. Um, but you know, in Deadpool, he's he's they have like the the different scenes with um, his love interest in the film, um, and and uh, Bakarin is her last name. Um, yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, it, it it's kind of. I look that up. Um, I mean, again, done in a, a comedic way. Morena Bakarin, that's it. Morena Bakarin, Vanessa in the film. Mm -hmm. Wade, you know, Wade Wilson's love interest girlfriend. And so there's, you know, obviously again, done in a comedic scene, but you know, I mean, they're writhing around kissing and half naked with one another. And so, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you kind of wonder, it's like, well, I mean, it's professional part of the job. And again, have to keep it on, on both sides professional. Like, look, we're going to do this scene. Are you cool with it? Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm sure that Ryan, I would assume Ryan would talk to Blake about it and, and get yeah, an so, actress. Yeah. You know, Blake's an actress. She gets it. Uh, Raina Bakarin, she is, um, she's married to her, uh, her Gotham co-star. Um, and why really, I should would have done more, um, <laughs> more, more, more of the Gotham. Well, more as, uh, like, uh, background uh ben mckenzie who played jim gordon on on the on the show right you know and again both you know actors actresses they get it you know um so yeah i, I would assume that if you're going to do these types of scenes you would probably talk to your partner like hey i got this scene coming up you know you're gonna be okay with it i mean are we, are we gonna have a problem here and sometimes i feel like some of these scenes that i mean even when we watch films or shows and there's like the really graphic, you know, love scene where it's like, is it really necessary? Do we, do we need to do, do we need to actually watch it? Is it, is it pertinent to the story? Yeah. Like a lot of the game of Thrones. episodes. Yeah. Like nine, well, yeah, like nine times out of 10, probably not. You know, do we, do we really need to see the, the drawn out love scene? No. You know, do we need to see nudity? No, it, it gets a little uncomfortable. 
you know, sometimes I mean, it gets there's... uncomfortable, but sometimes yeah. they need it to build the, to make you feel the relationship that the two have in the movie. Right. Yeah. I guess but again, you really would have to work hard to separate your personal life from yeah. that. Like, right. I mean, I, I look, I, I'm going to assume that, you know, for the most part, when it comes to these type of scenes, it's a professional level. They're both professionals just, you know, doing the scene that needs to happen. And I, and I think that, you know, since like the Me Too movement and, and some of these scenes have been kind of like dialed back some that it's almost like if you're going to make it a part of the movie, it's got to be necessary. Like you said, it has to be part of the story to make you feel the same way that, you know, that you're supposed to feel in right. watching these two actors and actors portray this, this role. And yeah. Um, yeah. And it probably is hard to know where that line is because oh, yeah. they want you to connect to that couple and feel the emotions. But sometimes I think they probably go farther than they need to go yeah oh, i that. agree sometimes yeah and it's just it's just it's kind of like do we really need it do we really need to have that in the in the movie or show probably not but yeah so yeah look neil mcdonough doing that i mean look some people are going to go against him you know calling you know because he, he talks about his religious views and finding god that's fine you know but i i, I do I, I i thought about that too it's like you know i do commend him for be like look do I'm not going to do the love scene. I, I mean, I don't, he didn't say which show it was that he was fired from. Um, but, you know, look, if, if you're not going to do it, then there's got, if, if you really want them, I'm sure there's ways to work around it too. Fade right. to blank. You know, just insinuate that it happened. All right. So the other thing we're going to talk about, because you and I, both watch a lot of comic book films and superhero movies and, and yes. shows. And that's kind of one of the things that we both enjoy and make us a happily married couple. Excuse me. <laughs> um, this is something that's been kind of thrown around a lot here recently, especially with, you know, the Marvel's not doing well. Um, the, the flash didn't do well at the box office. We have the Aquaman movie coming up that, people are kind of on the fence about the Dr. Strange film that came out uh, just last year. It was kind of, eh. I mean, it was fine, but it didn't do as well as I thought it would. And one of the things is superhero fatigue. Is there just too much? You know, I felt like with the first, uh, with the Avengers, with Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, right. you know, we had, we had, you know, the Iron Man movies, the Thor movies, uh, Captain America films. And then it was great because, you know, we just had those films. And then we right. had like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, you know, I guess if you really wanted something, you had it. But it really, it didn't play a huge part into the 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 whole story. I mean, if you watch it, there was probably a little some pieces here and there. But for the most part, you just had to watch the films. And you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And then once we got through Avengers Endgame, which, oh, I, I, look, I, I don't think Marvel is ever going to top that. No, and I think that's part of their problem. Right. They they hit that crescendo, and it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Right. And and look, the Loki series, you and I both watched the, the two seasons, the recent season that just came out of Loki. It was good. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah. We watched Miss Marvel. Probably could have done with with without Miss Marvel. We probably could have I just agree. had her in the movie, did a quick little backstory, and okay, we're good. 
didn't need a hold series. Um, the uh, uh, Winter Soldier and uh, um, Falcon, eh, it was okay. I mean, it it was all right. I mean, we we kind of got a setup for what's going to be the the Thunderbolts film coming out at some point. Yeah, and I think that's just what that movie was. It was just a setup for something else. It was. It, yeah, I mean, it was okay itself. Really yeah, I mean, the movie was or the, the the series is okay itself. Um, that was. And then let's see, there was the WandaVision, which, you know, after the first couple couple of uh, of um, episodes, episodes got better. Mm-hmm. And that set up Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, but yeah, after I felt like those, like the, the Loki, the WandaVision, the Winter Soldier and Falcon, it just, I think it got to be too much because it was like almost like kind of like Miss Marvel. We had Secret Invasion. We had... I'm sure there was oh the the what if animated thing yes um and then you had the movies on top of that and while they're trying to do this whole multiverse thing in the MCU uh, it's getting to be a bit too much I think it is so, too much yeah I mean you're you're trying to watch the shows which then are trying to integrate integrate to the movies and it's just like whoa do we really need a series on it probably not. And that's where I think, yeah, we are getting some superhero fatigue because while you want to watch these shows and want to make sure you're in the loop, especially with how the MCU did a fantastic job of tying all these films together from 2008 to 2019, it's just like, it's like a show every every season and you're watching, you're like, okay, so... I just watched this whole thing just because of the end credit scene that's going to set up the next movie. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think they're kind of at a place where less is more. Yeah. Like just back off for a little bit and actually create something that's going to be captivating and great. And people aren't going to walk out of the theater or in the series, you know, shaking their head and kind of with that sunken heart feeling because your hopes were so high for such a better film or series and uh and which is where we've been you know the last few things that we've watched um i think they're just scrambling to get back up because Endgame really was their peak and then where were they supposed to go from there and they're just yeah. desperately trying to pull themselves back to that level and they're not going to get there doing what they're doing now right i mean like i said they're good they the, the loki series set up what kind of was going to be the start of this whole multiverse thing. You had Loki time traveling and learning about the timelines. And then we meet, you know, King the Conqueror, who is going to be the ultimate baddie in this, I guess, this part of the Marvel story. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Loki set that up. Great. And then we got, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which kind of set up some little side baddies with the Thunderbolts. It's like, well, okay. You know, we we knew that at some point we're gonna have a new Captain America. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got into the Secret Invasion, which really had nothing to do with the multiverse. That was kind of a letdown. I mean, it had a it was it, yeah. Jackson, and then you had uh, Amelia Clark, and it was just kind of like, well, okay, so the 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 scrolls are l- lurking around. Cool. What's this have to do with what's going on right now? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I mean, Miss Marvel. Kind of... Yeah. Miss Marvel. We had, okay. We, we 
showed her how she got her bangle. Great. And that she might be a mutant. Okay, so we're kind of hinting toward the X-Men. Cool. All we did was watch the series up until you get that final end credit scene in the final episode to realize, oh, it sets up the Marvels. Okay. And then we watched the Marvels. Which was disappointing. Which was disappointing. But then the end credit scene. Oh, okay. Different different universe now. Okay. Oh, we got the X-Men. Great. Right, but you know, it's kind of sad that that several of either the the series or the movies that we've watched recently, the best thing about them has been the end credit scene or something else. And then we watch that next thing that we were got that we got excited for. And it's the same thing over and over. And right. And which is why I feel go ahead. Less is more, really. They need to just reel it back in and actually create something that is going to stay captivating throughout the whole movie um, Mm -hmm. where people aren't going to be walking out, hanging their heads because, you know, I have always been a Marvel fan. I like DC as well, but I've been more of a Marvel fan and now I'm kind of teetering towards the DC side just because I keep getting let down from these recent Marvels. And the DC side too has been kind of going through some some issues too. I mean, look, we had what they called the Snyderverse. So we started with the Man of Steel, and then we got into Batman v Superman. Then we got into the Justice League, which I really think is what really killed it because some people had a problem with the dark tone of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And then when the Justice League came out, the unfortunate mm-hmm. um suicide of uh, Zack Snyder's child, um, which had Tim had him leave the project and then it got totally switched to what it was supposed to, from what it was supposed to be. Right. Um, which I think just really, really killed it um, with Joss Whedon. And then, you know, we had the Wonder Woman movie, which was good. Um, we had Aquaman, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, I like um, Aquaman. Yeah, and then we had, you know, Wonder Woman 1984, which was all right. Not as good as the first Wonder Woman, but it was okay. It was a little on the right. on the lighter, cheesy side at times. Um, and so then that's when, you know, Zack Snyder came out with his version of the Justice League, the, the four-hour Justice League, which, look, <laughs> you and I watched the four-hour Justice League and we liked did. it better than the Joss Whedon. I mean, it, it fit the story that was told from, you know, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it kept in that line. And then, you know, we got, and then it just kind of seemed like everyone was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. So we got the, the we, we had the Suicide Squad, which was kind of a letdown. The first one with Will Smith. But we also got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. So, you know, yes. there was a plus there. Um. And then we had we had the uh, the Harlequin movie, which well, it was fun, but it didn't really have much to do with what was going on in that space. Right, it was just it was a little spinoff. A little, little spinoff, right? And then um, the Wonder Woman eighty four didn't really have much to do with what because of course it, it, her movies take place before the events of the Justice League, obviously. Right. Um, gosh, what else did we have? We had uh, then we had the the suicide squad that peter gunn did with um john cena 
as Peacemaker. Um, of course, Harley Quinn or uh, Margot Robbie was back as Harley Quinn to. It was, it was, whether they want to say it or not, it was a sequel to the first yes. Suicide Squad. <laughs> whether they, whether yeah. they want to admit it or not, it it was, um, and that was a fun film. I mean, it it, it kind of yeah. had it, it was. I mean, it was fun. It was funny. It was very James Gunn ish. Um, yeah, of I course, James that. Gunn, I mean, as you I... know from the 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 uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know Idris Elba as Bloodsport. A man, mm-hmm. You know, Viola Davis coming back as Amanda Waller, Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. Um, and then we got the Peacemaker series, which was fun. And we got a little taste of the Justice League in that one. So, you know, we we got a little cameos from uh, Ezra Miller as The Flash, um, Jason Momoa as Aquaman with some silhouettes of Wonder Woman and Superman. And then we get to Black Adam with The Rock. and which again, some people had a problem with. It had, you know, there was some fun, didn't really have too much again what was going on with what was happening with the Justice League, but we got the return of Henry Cavill's Superman, which is like, oh, okay, it's on now. Great. Then that's yeah. when that's when it all happened with Warner Brothers and and uh um the whole merger with Discovery and then they decided, well, we're just going to go ahead and uh, hire James Gunn and Peter Safran to be the head of DC Studios. And basically, they're just kind of like clean slate it. So no more Henry Cavill. Um, the Flash was the last time we got to see uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, we got the return of Michael Keaton for Batman, which his Batman is no longer going to be a part of it. And while after that whole announcement was made, you know, James Gunn came out and said that the Flash is going to be kind of like a reboot of the DC universe. Okay, so yeah, we did this I whole didn't see mo- that. no, I and didn't that's the point. That no one's exactly because everyone's like, oh, okay, great. So, you know, we had the Batgirl film, which was going to have Michael Keaton in it. That got canned because in the plan, Michael Keaton was supposed to be the Batman moving forward. But when James Gunn took over and that whole merger took place, out went the Batgirl movie. And the uh, and having Michael Keaton kind of move things forward, because he was kind of the familiar Batman, and people have mixed feelings about Ben Affleck. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman, but I well, grew up too. with Michael Keaton as Batman, so I'm like at a crossroads. Um, I like Ben Affleck. He's probably my favorite. He, he was a gritty Batman, and his Batman fit the tone for what Zack Snyder was looking for. And so now that with the flash movie is supposed to be a quote unquote kind of reboot. Okay. So we, we go going back to a different timeline. There's Michael Keaton as Batman. Okay. Um, but it turns out that no, that's not going to happen. And all of a sudden George Clooney pops up. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why is George Clooney popping yeah. up? If we're going to move forward with a different Batman, what they yeah. should have done. And what I've, what I've read in some, in some pre-screenings was that, it ended where, you know, Barry's on the phone. He's talking to Bruce Wayne and up rolls the car. All you see are the foots, like the, the feet of who's walking toward Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller going, who the blank is this? And that's how it ends. That's yeah. how it should have ended. If you yeah. wanted the reboot, don't go for the stupid gag with George Clooney. Yeah, right. we know he was the worst Batman ever. <laughs> But we don't do that if you're going to say this is this is a reboot. Don't don't go for the gag. 
don't try to be funny and go for the gag and say, well, no, no one's been cast as Batman. No, you've already said that this is going to be a reboot. This is where it's moving forward. And you pulled this. You're insinuating that George Clooney is going to be Batman moving forward. Right. And how many people are going to be okay with that? I know. I don't even honestly I don't even <clears throat> I don't even remember George Clooney ever being Batman probably because it's just not that memorable. Oh. But <laughs> oh, I mean you look again it goes back to executives kind of getting in the way but you know the 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 whole thing happened with after Batman returns with Michael Keaton it was too dark mm-hmm. they wanted to be more kid friendly so they got rid of Keaton or actually Keaton left they got rid of Tim Burton and they brought in Val Kilmer. Okay, that Batman still had a kind of a dark tone, but it wasn't as dark. And then, well, we want to keep it lighter. Okay, so let's make it the corniest Batman possible with bright lights, corny dialogue, just, oh. Yeah, kind of like the comics with yeah. Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. but just kind of like, like it was, oh, let's, not, let's not do I that. I mean, they, they try to make it like the Adam West Batman is what they tried to do. But it, it just... It went flat and it was just no. And that's why there was no Batman film until the Christian Bale Batman, because they had killed it so badly. It's like, we just need to walk away for a minute. This is bad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So what my, what my fear is now is that, you know, we got the Aquaman movie coming out here later this month. And mm-hmm. I, that had some reshoots because in that one, what's been led to believe is that there was at one point Michael Keaton was going to show up as Batman. And then there was another report. And I think even Jason Momoa even posted this too of him and Ben Affleck on the set of the Aquaman film. But since neither of those two are going to be Batman moving forward, I guess that whole thing has been scrapped. The whole thing has been reshot and I, we don't know what we're going to so, be walking into. Yeah. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, this, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to do better than the Marvels or not at this point, because no one seems to know what we're going to be seeing in this film other than Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Black Manta's back, Orm is back, um, uh, Mira is back, for which might be a reduced role because of, of right, yeah. what, what happened with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Well, I hope it's better than the Flash. Um, so that it won't take yeah, much. I mean, I the, 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 the Flash had Flash, such but... yeah. The the Flash had such promise that oh, okay, this. I mean, this is yeah, going to be great. And, it, and then no, it was a huge letdown. It was a huge letdown. And I'm, I love Aquaman, and I'm afraid to get excited for this movie because just because cool. of how all of the movies yeah. this year have been right. such a huge letdown. Yes. I mean, and I think Marvel fans feel the same way with the last, especially with the Marvels. While some people think it was great, I no, I'm sorry, it was not. And no, there's, I, I mean, you can blame whoever you want to blame, but it just was not. I, I look, I, I think that you're right. It, it's just too much, and it's like, look, let's let's space it out. Do we have to cram the entire series into three years? No, we don't. We don't have to cram the whole story into three years. We, if if you want to do side characters, is it really worth an eight series episode on Disney Plus just to get extra subscribers for a piece of content? It's like, I mean, right, like, where it's a thirty minute thirty minute show that goes nowhere, and then you have fifteen right. minutes. Of yes, you could have literally just, blank screen you could at have the end. Have taken of it. fifteen minutes in the movie to make it better to give her some backstory. Like, hey, 
This is how she got the bangle. This is her family. This is how she has these powers. This is how it works. Okay, cool. Right. We didn't. Right. I don't I think, think we needed you know, a, a I, six, seven, eight series episode or eight episode series just for that. I think probably the best Marvel movie that we've watched recently would have been uh, Spider Man. Yes. And, and that was like the one that the, really tugged a, at the heartstrings. Right. And it was like, oh my gosh, that was just great. And then it yeah. just tanked after. Yeah, and, like and, and so right, and so now we have this Madam Web spinoff coming out here next year, right? Where and so it's just you're right. It's just kind of like, mm, do we want to get excited? I really think that those that enjoy the superhero design are just kind of like, all right, let's let's just reel back our expectations. The trailer looks cool, but as we've known, you know, for the past couple years, it probably is not going to be as cool as we think it is. I mean, look, right. the, the, Dead, the Deadpool film, I can get excited about because we know that it's still Ryan Reynolds. He's still at the helms of it. And we know that Hugh Jackman's going to be back as Wolverine. So it's like, okay, but is it going to be because now it's a Disney property? You got Kevin Feige involved. Is there going to be too much? Well, yeah. you're going to have to kind of do this because, I mean, that that's where we get into this issue again of the if you want to create a cohesive storyline, cool. And I know Disney's now acquiring these properties from Sony's deal with like X-Men and all that. Now, now they can start doing that. Are we, are we maybe moving a little too forward too fast and trying to get it all in there just so we can? I think that's the problem right there. Yeah. Yeah. And in, and I don't think we need to. I, I mean, look, if you want to introduce the X-Men, cool. You know what? We don't we don't need a, an eight episode series on who what a, what a what a mutant is or to tease it. Just you know what, everyone knows who the X Men is. Just throw them in there. Like hey, I mean exact. I mean not to cause spoilers, but if you haven't seen the end of the Marvels, there is a an instance where we get to see Beast, which mm -hmm. if you've watched the X Men films from way back in the two thousands with Kelsey Grammer as Beast, he shows up. I mean, it's like, oh, well, it's Beast. It's Which the was the best part of the Marvels. Yeah, it was the whole was best part of the movie. <laughs> right. So it's like, cool, we're finally going to get the X-Men. And I and I honestly think that after this this part is done with Kang and all that, they're just going to go right to the X-Men. Let's just just give us the X-Men. Take your time. You don't know, we don't. It. No, we, we don't need an eight series arc on some side character that can just be explained in 15 minutes. Right. Give us the X-Men, let us have us do their thing, do their arcs with their storylines, and then we'll see where we're at in five, six years. But yeah, I'm interested to see what 2024, because 2024 has a bunch, again, of Marvel films. We got the Madam Web, we got the Deadpool 3. Uh, I'm sure that Venom, the next Venom movie is coming out. Oh, I love Venom. Yeah, yeah the Venom movies Venom. are fun. I mean, they don't directly to, though the last one kind of tied to it but it was yeah. just kind of an offshoot but I, I think they're trying to work its way in um but yeah so we'll see i mean look with the end of this marvel series i'm wondering if they're just going to kind of just blow up the whole thing at the end and then just kind of okay now we're just going to go to the x-men and call it good yeah. you know you guys you guys got your avengers fix now we're just going to go stick with mutants and move on and as far as DC is concerned, hopefully they got a plan in place because, look, we had the Blue Beetle film, which you and I just watched here recently. Wasn't too bad. Um, that was pretty I, I good. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it doesn't really tie into anything. It's just kind of its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flash tried, didn't really. Aquaman, and we'll the, see where that yeah. goes. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's kind of uh, the, the the spiel on the on the superhero fatigue. <laughs> fatigue, yes, it I, is fatigue frustration. Is, yes. <laughs> so hopefully, if any of the execs are listening, just cool cool your jets for a minute. We don't need to have eight different shows to watch if you're not going to really advance the story, except for like the last five minutes of the last episode of the show. Right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Is a recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to past episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, too, as we drop new episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for joining me today, babe. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you again next week.